Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Sean, I'm doing well. Happy to be on here. Happy to talk some some football this first episode and then uh, get into the mailbag in the next episode. It's been a little bit since we did a mailbag, but happy to be here. Terrible weather, though. Terrible. Yeah, not, not the best weather at all. It actually... Um, Needed some rain though, but now everything's flooding down this way again a little bit. How old are we? Saying we need some rain. I feel like uh, my grandparents. I'm, I already know how old I am. I'm officially old, uh, super old. I'm starting to feel it every single day, but so old that we couldn't even find time to really do this episode on the day that he committed. But we decided to put it out here on Friday, or at least wanting to get it to you. But Kentucky did land Ole Miss transfer Jaquez Jones. It's a, a big time addition. Derek, when it, we're talking depth, anytime you can add the leading tackler from a team in the SEC, or honestly, the leading tackler from any team to a roster, I mean, you're you're getting a quality piece, and that's what Kentucky's getting. Yeah, when I when I look at this edition, I think it's, I guess, the word I would use is logical. Kentucky has a need for experience at inside linebacker Jones. Well, I don't know if he's going to be. Uh, superstar transfer edition is someone who has played a lot of football in the SEC. He's someone John Summerall, the inside linebackers coach, is familiar with from coaching him for one season at Ole Miss. Um, so he basically doesn't provide, you know, I think he'll be more for sure than just a warm body in the middle. I think pretty good chance he'll start next to DeAndre Square. Uh, but it gives, in my opinion, uh, an opportunity for the younger guys in the room to not have so much on them right away. Yeah. This will give Jerry Casey more time to ease himself in. He's someone that I think the staff is very excited about. I would be very surprised if he doesn't play somewhat of a big role, probably as much of a big role as a backup can play. Uh, and then Trevin Wallace is the other guy. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to play a lot this season. So once Derek Jackson got hurt, I think this became a – an idea that Kentucky, I don't know if they would have pursued Jones so hard if they knew Derek Jackson was going to be there. But with him being out, this provides some some needed depth and experience, I think. And, yeah, you mentioned all the experience that he has. He's played in 33 games in the SEC. That's a big deal. Another thing, too, Derek, how big is this? He has two years of eligibility remaining. Yeah. So it's not just a one-year thing. Like, it could be a two-year thing with him. And you're, when you're talking depth in the SEC – uh, that, that's that's a really, really big factor when you include that into it. Now, I don't know this to be true, so I don't want people to get their hopes up, but I, 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 the people I trust, there seems to be some thought that either Jones or DeAndre Square will, will be there next season, despite the fact that they're both you know true seniors. Uh, neither one of those guys redshirted, and that's obviously why they have two years left with the COVID, extra year COVID. So things change. We're just in June. I don't want to – I don't want that to be held against me if it doesn't happen, but I do think that that was the thought there is that at least one of those guys uh, will be back at Kentucky in 2022. But yeah, like you were saying with Jones, I mean, he's a two-year starter. The one year that he didn't start was his freshman year and he had 36 tackles and made the all SEC freshman team. But this past year he led Ole Miss with 75 tackles. And then in 2019, I want to say he was second on the team in tackles. So what I, what I don't know, um, is just the peer level talent. I mean, again, I'm not saying you should be expecting a 
you know, Brian Erlacher coming in the – he was the first middle linebacker I thought of. I don't know why I thought of Brian Erlacher, but I did. Uh, but I, I, he, he is someone, though – what I like most about it, Sean, and this is where I think the transfer portal has a great – is a great thing in some ways. There won't be any kind of adjustment needed in terms of the level he's playing at. I mean, he's played in the SEC West for the last three years. I mean, lining up against Florida, lining up against Georgia, this is going to be nothing new to him. Whereas with some other transfers, you know, a more traditional thing that we used to see, maybe it was a a guy transferring up or a guy transferring to a new conference who had played in the Big Ten or something. Um, you, I just don't think there are many question marks in terms of Jacquez Jones adjusting to Kentucky. So, again, I'm not saying this is going to be an all-SEC talent. I don't, I don't know that he will be, but – to me, it makes all the sense in the world why UK pursued him. And, and I think he's a good addition, uh, especially the leadership role that he can play in helping guys like Trevin Wallace, Martez Thrower, some of those young guys, even Luke Fulton, some of those young guys on defense adjust. So I think it's a smart move. Yeah, and he, he was a highly rated guy out of high school, four-star guy. Uh, what was he? Was he as high as number 10 inside linebacker, according to ESPN, in his class? I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, so this is a, a talented piece. Uh, I can't remember how he performed against Kentucky. I'm trying to look it up. Um, seven tackles last year in that win at Kroger Field. So, uh, he'll be joining the, I guess you could say, the good guys this time. <laughs> but it, it's – He's what? He's 1-0 and yeah. uh, Kroger Field. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a big deal, though, when we're talking depth. And, I mean, that's something that we've – we've talked about with this program, Derek, for the last few years is the the depth that they're building at, across positions. And this is another example where you're getting a quality guy. This is where the transfer portal helps you. Yep. Obviously you lose guys in the transfer portal, but when you're looking at what Kentucky's lost and what it's gained, I think what they've gained kind of outweighs what they've lost. When you're talking the positions with Levis and, and all these other pieces, I, I think they've, the transfer portal has been really good to UK in my opinion. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That was that was actually the next point I added, so we're on the same page there. For this first season, anyway, Kentucky – Not even mention Wandale. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. So, yeah, no question. He's, he's probably going to be, without doubt, the, the biggest transfer addition. But for this first year that you could say with the transfer waiver going into play, uh, you look at the losses UK had and what it gained, and there's no question that this was good for Kentucky. Now, will it be the same next year? I don't know. I, I think, Sean, the more we get into this, the more it's going to kind of ebb and flow. I think you're going to lose some guys that that maybe you, you thought had some good potential, but you're also going to be able to gain guys like this. I mean, Wondell Robinson started at Nebraska. Obviously, he was a very big player. He had history with Kentucky, but came back. Uh, Jacquez, not really history with UK, but somewhat of a history with John Summer on again. I don't know. I mean, it was just one season, and I think uh, I want to say Jacquez Jones has already signed with Ole Miss. I'm not even sure that Summerall actually recruited him, but he did coach him for one year, so you do have the the connection there. Uh, but then you know you talk about Will Levis. I mean, he, I know he's a backup at Penn State, but you look at this team, and you could have three guys right there that we just named starting the first game of the year, all that would be a transfer. Uh, now, Will Levis, even in a normal year, would have been able to play because he's a graduate transfer. Uh, but that's that's still the flip side, though, is that you are able to add – I think there's no doubt Jones and Robinson are going to play big roles next year, and I think we expect Levis will. Uh, and I'm probably – who else are we forgetting? I know they got Trayvon Morgan and Luke Fulton, but I, those are two guys that I wouldn't expect to do 
a ton this year. Is there another one that we're not remembering? For some reason, I think they have six transfers, but I could just be wrong. I'm, I'm trying to remember real quick. I'm trying to remember exactly. I should, and I should add that Jones is going to count towards the 21 class as well. So that's yeah. going to put that class up to 19 scholarships, I think. Or no, that's just on high school guys. 18. You ready? Showtime on May 3rd. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The other transfer I didn't mention was Justice Dingle. I know I was forgetting one. Yep. So Justice, I, I think he will play quite a bit, especially behind Josh Paschal that defensive end spot. So I think that was an addition that you maybe don't expect the same type of impact of those first three guys that we mentioned, but still someone who is going to be a rotation piece. So, yeah, you look at what they lost versus what they gained. I'm going to say for this first year, it was a success. And I, I don't know if they'll add anybody else or not. I mean, it's getting late in the game at this point. It is. It so. is for sure. I mean, we're – I mean, you're just – we're just months away from – the regular season. I actually submitted credential requests for SEC Media yeah. Day, like two I days know ago. It's here. So, I mean, it, it's here. Like, I mean, we'll be at SEC Media Day in what six weeks, I believe, somewhere through there, I six think. to seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's July twentieth, I think. Twentieth is when ago. Stoop speaks. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Actually, uh, booked hotel and and everything yesterday because it feels like we'll actually get something normal. So hopefully, Kentucky Daily will be. Uh, bringing episodes from SEC Media Day. We're going to try to get on Radio Row down there? Yes, I do think – I think we should. Maybe I'll tell some funny stories about my last experience at SEC Media Day too that I can't say right now. You might want to keep that to yourself. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. Maybe uh, 20 years from now yeah. when I decide, hey, I'm, I'm done with this. But I guess overall, Derek, before we wrap this thing up, what do you think – and we're going to get into this with position previews, and I know we'll get into it more in depth, but just overall with this defense, I know the, a lot of it, the talk has been about the offense with a new offensive coordinator, uh, quarterback battle, Wondell Robinson, all these pieces. What do you think about this defense, though, from top to bottom, now that they've added some more depth with a guy like Jones? You take a leading tackler from another SEC program and throw it onto a defense that already has a lot of talented pieces on it. Adam Luckett pointed it out yesterday, all the experience. I think it was yesterday. How many seniors could take the field? I think it was nine guys. And when you look at each level of the defense, you see experience. On the defensive line, in terms of starters, you're going to have Josh Pascoe and Marquand McCall, both seniors. At linebacker, probably three senior starters. I'm going to say Jacquez Jones starts next to DeAndre Square, and then you got Jordan Wright out at the edge. And uh, I really don't know what they're going to do at strong side, honestly. Uh, maybe – I don't think it's going to be a senior, though. I mean, I think Katie McDaniel is like one of the few guys they have playing over there. Uh, but then in the secondary, Cedric Dort, Ty Asian, uh, Yusuf Corker, maybe Devontae Robinson starts at nickel. Like, that's a lot of senior experience that you have. I think the defense – I think this helps sure up the middle for sure. You need at least four guys, I think, at inside. I mean, that position, especially in Kentucky's defense, at any – school at any level the inside linebackers get beat up a lot because they're up near the line of scrimmage making a lot of tackles and I think this gives you legitimately four guys 
I'm going to say Jones and Square probably start. I'm going to say Jared Casey backs up uh, DeAndre Square. And I, I think Trevin Wallace is going to be backing up the mic. And I think there's a more than decent chance that as the season goes on, his role uh, within Kentucky's defense will increase. So still some question marks. You know, you got another defensive line position. You got to wonder who's going to start there. Um, but, I mean, Kentucky has been pretty good at least producing solid uh, defensive linemen, maybe not guys that are out of this world talented, but guys who do their job, do it well. Um, J.J. Weaver, when he gets back, that's – I think he's a guy that can take the defense to another level, but after his injury, you know, when will he be ready? Yep. It's hard to know at this point. It so, is. I think he adds a big element, whether it's the first game or whether he has to wait a few weeks to get ready. When he comes back, I mean, you can make an argument that he was their best defensive player by the end of the season. So, yeah. ton of potential too. And and I talked to uh, for our yearbook. Um, it's embargoed, so I can't really say too much about what we talked about. But I talked with Frank Buffano yesterday, the, one of the secondary coaches, and I was talking to him about the blend of of uh, experience with youth, and he seemed very excited about the 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 blend. And it is a good blend. You have guys like Corker. Asian, Robinson, Dort, who have played a lot. And then you got the young, talented guys like uh, Jalen Geiger, someone they're talking a lot about, Andrew Phillips. We saw Carrington Valentine a lot last year. The idea is by the time that these guys who are seniors, uh, Quandre Mosa was another guy I meant to add at corner who's a senior. By the time those guys are gone, you're going to have these other guys who are just going to be getting a lot of dose of SEC football this year. And then those guys, you can just kind of keep passing it down. So that room is very balanced. I think they've done a very good job balancing out that class. Yeah, they have. And, too, another thing as we wrap up here that I think is huge is it's good to see these guys getting those Wednesday afternoon get-togethers that they have or yeah. that they have over there at the football complex. And you get to see them. They're, they're shooting basketball. They're, they're eating good food. They're – they're having a good time and they're able to be together. I think that's a big deal in, on the football side. We've talked about that with basketball in a normal offseason and football is getting to do that now. And I, I think that that is huge as well. But we wanted to just hop on here and I know we're a day late, but we wanted to get something out there about the commitment of Jones and or, or him signing with Kentucky. As always, this episode, it's powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, one in Palmville one in Williamsburg, and one in London. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 